0: And now, time for Ben's Snap Judgment. Yeah, should female athletes be paid the same as their male counterparts? It's a loaded question, 1313550467736736. 13 they are words I actually feel uncomfortable saying because when this comes down to any other industry in this country and in most parts around the world, the most Western democracies, this shouldn't be an issue you get paid for doing a job, regardless of gender. In my world, it's that simple, that basic. Why? Well, because it's illegal to discriminate against gender, against religion, race, sexuality, height, weight, hair colour, and pretty much anything else that is totally irrelevant to actually doing the job. But in the sporting world, it's not. It's not that simple. Yet it is the biggest talking point just two days out from the start of us hosting the Women's Soccer World Cup. And George, yeah, thank you for your text. He said, hey, mate, it's football, not soccer. (laughs) Yeah, I'm that guy. George, I take your point on board. But you know what? I was born in Brisbane. I grew up in Brisbane and I grew up playing soccer. We have four football codes that we play in this country as main football codes. In Melbourne or in Victoria, footy is AFL. In Queensland, football is normally rugby league. Maybe it's rugby union. Maybe it's AFL. Maybe it's soccer. So when you say football, you've got to differentiate. We call it Aussie rules. We call it league. We call it union. We call it soccer. But I take that on board, George. Thank you. Let's getting back to gender pay gaps. Yes, the Women's Soccer World Cup. But maybe we wouldn't be talking about this if it wasn't for the videos that Matilda's released, uh, what, just over 24 hours ago, calling out FIFA to match the same prize money for women as the men. The men in the last World Cup last year, the prize money was $440 million, total prize pool. It's eye-watering, isn't it? But when it comes to this World Cup for the women, it's $110 million. They're phone numbers, I I know, but they're not the same, are they? Uh, Yesterday, when the Matildas had their media conference, spoke to the media, um, it was a big centre of uh, conversation, and it's something that was addressed by Claire Hunt and Matilda on that pay parity fight. We want to be able to pave the way for our players um, both in Australia and from other nations um, to have the support, have the resources to be world-class athletes. All right, Claire Hunt yesterday from the Matilda. So that's why they are doing this. Politics and sport, sport and politics, it's all getting mixed together as it always does before events like this because, you know what, the world is watching. And right now the world's biggest sport, soccer, doesn't pay its female athletes the same as the males. And it's not a I said it before, outside of tennis grand slams, or sorry, outside of grand slams, tennis doesn't do it either. WTA, ATP, the prize money is vastly different. Surfing does it. They came on board last year. Male and female get the same prize money. Golf doesn't do it. Uh, The list goes on. Why? Why don't they? 13, 13, 55. It may be a very simple answer. I've got thoughts on it, but I would love to hear yours for me and the simple answer that is always trotted out that the women's game doesn't generate the same revenue as men. All right, well, let's start digging into that. Why? Are you going to the World Cup? Are you going to watch England and Haiti? Are you going to watch the, the Matildas? I mean, it's sold out against Ireland and Sydney. It was sold out in Melbourne in the lead up match to France. It's sold out at Suncorp Stadium. What about Ash Barty? Did you watch her play? Be it on TV or live in person when she was here in Brisbane or maybe playing at the Australian Open. Hannah Green in golf, do you watch her play? Beth Mooney, Elise Perry, do you watch them play cricket? Firebirds, Lightning. If you do, why? And if you don't, why not? 13, 13, 55. It may open and start to answer some of these questions. According to Foxtel, the viewing of women's sport in Australia has risen 18% since last year that's good growth in anyone's numbers viewing engagement according to foxtel is up 36 percent. so a third more australians consumed an hour or more of women's sport per week yet the overall consumption of sport remained the same but the viewership of women's sport increased so people are watching you're watching i think the answer lies at the governing bodies they need to invest and invest properly into the women's game and insert sport here. could be anywhere. It could be basketball, could be NRL, could be AFL, tennis Creek. whatever it could be. The, the sponsors are there because we know organisations are tripping over themselves to show they're invested in sports that represent 51% of the population. You, that's smart business delving into a market that represents the most people. So wouldn't you charge them accordingly? Wouldn't you value your product? Why don't the sporting bodies charge the same amount of sponsorship for the women's game as they do the men's game? Don't undersell it. Don't discount it. That's not smart business. What is smart business? Spending money to make money. Anytime you set up a business, anytime you set up a product, you've got to wear a cost early. You've got to invest the capital. You've got to build your brand. You've got to improve what you do. Then the payday comes. The AFL have done it with the AFLW, but but not enough. The AFL have put in a lot of money to set up that competition, and it's a full-blown competition to the point where every club is involved, yet they don't play each other all once. What type of competition is that? The NRL, well, they have invested nowhere near enough in NRLW. Soccer, the W-League, well, it's actually not the W-League anymore. It's gone back to the A-League women's. It's a shambles. And you could list the amount of sports going on. The key for me is to make female athletes full-time. Make them professional. And that way, the skill level and the product improves. Right now, they're part-time. They need to work outside of the sport to live. And if they're doing that, how are they going to improve? They go to work during the day and then come and train at night, part time. Why don't you flip that? Why don't you make them be able to train four or five days a week, six hours a day, watch the skill level improve. And you know what? There is a case study on this. The proof is in the pudding when it comes to cricket. They led the way in 2017. They handed our national team, our women's cricketers, upgraded contracts. They had the same revenue share as the men. They weren't earning the same amount of money as the men, but they were earning six figures plus. And look at them. They've just retained the Ashes. They're the world champions. They are invincibles. Since that pay deal in 2017, our Australian cricket team, our women's cricket team, has only lost three games in a row once. Right there tells you that the improvement has come on the back of being full-time professionals. That's at the elite level, the international level. Yet state players, WBBL players, they're not full-timers. Maybe invest some of the money and the profits back into that, and then you'll see the game improve. Again, how else are you going to improve the product? To borrow a line from Hollywood, build it, and they will come. Charge sponsors accordingly. Sponsors like Nike, Visa, Budweiser, they're all part of the last women's world cup which had more than a billion eyeballs on it. We're talking soccer now. That was 4 years ago. This world cup, sponsors on board, Adidas, Kia, Coke, Mackers, Zero, Commonwealth Bank, uh, Unilever, which is basically Rexona, international companies. Surely there's enough adding in the broadcast rights and remember more than a billion eyeballs were on the Women's Soccer World Cup in 2019. Surely they can make the prize money more than $110 million. The men, as I said, $440 million last year in Qatar. It's all about investing in the future. It's all about growing the game. It's all about getting towards some sort of gender parity. That's how a huge hole could be fixed. Poke holes in the argument. Welcome to the debate. 13, 13 736 736. An insert sport here NRL, AFL, uh, basketball. You name it. Where's the level? Where's the investment? Where are the governing bodies coming at to try and better their sports? Uh, 24 minutes past nine. We are off and running this Tuesday. Welcome your calls. Welcome your thoughts. Plenty to get through before midday today. Ben Davis with you on the new home of sport, SENQ 693 AM.